There have been several stories in recent history which are great examples of, in my opinion, the left going crazy. And I made a video about this a week or two ago where I said the left has become psychotic and it truly terrifies me. This video is about an organization called Free Press, which I have known for a long time, which used to advocate for a free and open internet, which is now calling for the censorship of Alex Jones. And that, to me, was extremely alarming. How could you be an organization claiming everyone has a right to the internet and then go against your own wishes? But it's not just that one moment. There have been many. And I want to make a video clarifying what I mean when I say the left is going insane. Do I think literally every person on the left is insane? No, I don't. I think Jimmy Dore is great, Kyle Kalinske, David Pakman. I think they're actually pretty great personalities. But there's an element of the left that needs to be called out. And I have to wonder why so often no one does. Why is it that when some craziness happens that is so obviously crazy, we don't see the left standing up and saying, get that out of here. That's crazy. They kind of just ignore it. And I think the reason is tribalism and collectivism. And I want to add one more thing, too, before we get started. I'm not here to say that the right is not crazy or better. This isn't about them. I want to explain why I think the left is being taken over or infected by absolute insanity and how it's going to negatively impact Democrats and essentially everyone else as we move forward to 2020. But before we get started, make sure you're following us over at minds.com slash subverse, where we are setting up a distributed newsroom. We need you to get involved, share stories, talk about issues, and highlight things that you think aren't getting enough airtime. If you want to support these videos, just share them to help spread the message. This video is going to be a different collection of incidents that I believe need to be called out to highlight various moments that the left is sort of letting the craziness take over. And the first thing I want to highlight is the media jumping the gun on the Jesse Smollett story. All signs right now point to this being a hoax. But why did so many people in the media uncritically push this? The reality is many people in media are actually left-wing activists, and this is causing us huge problems. We can see that people from the New York Post, from Newsweek, from the Daily Beast, Boing Boing, Philadelphia, Vibe, ABC News, Forbes and Slate, LA Times, Endgadget, BuzzFeed, Reuters, Teen Vogue, WAPO, freelance contributor for Cosmopolitan and Glamour magazines, The Rolling Stone, AP and NBC, The Village Voice, etc. The list goes on. And this wasn't even the first time in the past several weeks that mainstream news sources pushed absolute fake news to fit a sort of left-wing narrative. Right now, we're hearing the Washington Post is being sued by the family of Covington Catholic. And the reason for it? Many people who work for these news organizations are left-wing and uncritically push a left-wing narrative without investigation. This would show that, for one, one thing we do know, many people in media jobs, most media jobs, in fact, exist in blue districts, and many of the people who work for the media are liberal. So they do push these left-wing narratives, and they don't seem to do any investigating. The media is falling apart. They're pushing fake news. In the span of only a couple weeks, the media pushed two absolute fake news stories. Where was rational thought? And where are the people criticizing the media for doing this? No, in fact, left-wing activists and media personalities are claiming they didn't do anything. And that was the video I made a couple days ago about the gaslighting. Liz Plank, who works for Vox and Brian Stelter of CNN, claimed that journalists weren't pushing fake news. No, stop. Criticize them. Yet when I do, they say I'm conservative for doing so. No, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. I'm going to point out the crazies 
And that's what we're going to keep doing. Following both of these incidents, Jesse Smollett and the Covington Catholic students, widespread media outrage that turned out to be false. But what happened when Antifa attacked two Marines while screaming ethnic slurs? This was an actual, essentially racist attack on two individuals. And these guys were charged with felonies. Another individual was charged with felonies as well ethnic intimidation. Did we see the media go crazy? Did we see the media condemn this? No, they essentially ignored it. Now, Philadelphia Mag did cover it, but where were the major outlets and where were these activists condemning the insanity? Nowhere to be found. The left once again went crazy, screaming ethnic slurs and beating people, and the media was nowhere in sight. So in those first instances with Jussie and the MAGA kids, what did Brian Stelter say? What did Liz Plank say? Oh, no, it wasn't us pushing it. It was it was well-intentioned people who happened to be wrong. No, it was the media. So why didn't the media come out and condemn Antifa? Because they don't criticize themselves. They allow the left to go crazy. Again, I'm not saying everyone on the left is crazy, but this is a recurring theme where they just let the insanity happen. Breitbart put together a list of 639 incidents of media approved violence and harassment against Trump supporters. While I think calling it media approved is a bit hyperbolic, and I'll point out the list, they're no longer curating it as of November. It is still a massive list of several instances where People associated with the right were attacked by people on the left or harassed. And where is the condemnation? Where is the left coming out and saying, we disavow this? While sometimes they do, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm not saying everyone on the left. I'm saying there are enough people on the left engaging in downright psychotic behavior that get away with it, that are, that are not criticized by any of the mainstream leftists. No, what do we get? We get 2020 Democrats who continue to push this rhetoric rhetoric that is increasingly unhinged. This website, fakehatecrimes.org, I have highlighted several times. It shows 349 stories of fake hate crimes. Why would so many people pretend to be victims of a hate crime? Because there is an element of insanity among these people. And where is the mainstream media criticizing it? Well, rarely, if ever. In fact, I'm sure most people don't even know most of these stories turned out to be fake. They just uncritically believe the world is this way, and it only makes them go crazier. There are a couple other stories from just a couple days ago I want to highlight. It was recently announced the Trump administration was planning to decriminalize homosexuality internationally. They were going to push other countries, including our allies, to decriminalize homosexuality. And what did Out Magazine say? Trump's plan to decriminalize homosexuality is an old racist tactic. There's a trope among Trump supporters that if he came out in favor of oxygen, the anti-Trump activists would suffocate. Many people joked that when the administration announced they would try to decriminalize homosexuality internationally, that the left would all of, all of a sudden come out in favor of criminalizing homosexuality. It was a joke, but no, here we are. Again, it's not like this is CNN or the Washington Post, but still, where are the people on the left calling this out? Where is the moral outrage from individuals saying, stop, what Trump, what, what his administration is doing is a good thing. Protecting gay people internationally, good news. No, they're critical of it because it seems that tribal collectivism is much more important, which is probably why no one is calling out the other insanity. And it's probably why everyone piled on the Covington kids and piled onto the Jesse Smalt story. Tribal identity is more important than principle and the truth. And this may be the straw on the camel's back for me. This story from Pink News, once again, not an example of the mainstream left or everyone on the left, but they say, post-star India Moore, trans women penises are biologically female. No, 
That's just categorically false and not true. Yet for some reason, activists on Twitter on the left are defending this. And I'm not seeing high profile individuals saying, calm down. This is not real. The individual who wrote this has nearly 50,000 Twitter followers and is verified. And I'll recognize that this is kind of a fringe opinion, but it is becoming pervasive. Listen, male and female are biological categories. They exist. They exist in the animal kingdom outside of human beings. And human beings are almost always either male or female. I recognize that there is a deviation sometimes as high as 2%, but that's the exception, not the rule. For the most part, someone is male or female. And the reason this is important is that medical treatments affect different people of different biological sexes differently. But the ideology among the left is that no, in the words of Nicholas Matt, biological sex, it is not correct that it exists. He said something to that effect, that it's not real in a debate with Jordan Peterson. It gets particularly crazy then as they begin to advocate for biological males to compete against biological females. When famed LGBT activist Martina Navratilova speaks out against this, she gets dropped from an LGBT group. Glenn Greenwald, who is someone on the left who I respect for speaking out about the insanity, says, this is pathetic. Martina is one of the greatest LGBT pioneers of the 20th century. She was openly and proudly gay, traveling with a trans woman as her coach in the 1980s, the era of Reagan and AIDS, and sacrificed enormously for it. Punishing her for debating this is shameful. Maybe it would be more fair to say that this is more of an example of the left being completely fractured. When Glenn Greenwald is willing to speak up against this, when people like me, who traditionally was associated with the left, and many others are willing to speak up against it, it shows you that maybe there are people on the left fighting back. But at least the mainstream left is being dominated by this narrative. And a good example of this is the response to Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden running for president, or at least talking about running for president. The video I made just yesterday is that I believe Bernie Sanders can't win because he's a white man. Some people said I was wrong. So what did I do on Facebook? I compiled a list of mainstream and left-wing news sources criticizing the idea of white men running. In fact, one of them says to all old white men considering a run for president, reconsider. Bernie Sanders is wildly popular. In fact, my understanding is he raised about $6 million in a single day after he announced the majority of people, the Democrats, the left are okay with it. But why then is the mainstream media and a certain element criticizing him for being a white man? Because as I mentioned, there's a certain element that's kind of losing their mind. And unfortunately for the rest of us, this is reflected in the media. Okay. We see these stories criticizing white men. And then we also see absolute fake news pushed left and right. How many organizations ran this story? Conservatives up in arms about Ocasio-Cortez getting footloose. It takes very little to get the newly sworn representatives critics riled up. The latest source of agitation, a video from when she was in college, but this is not real. No conservatives, no conservatives of consequence. There was maybe one or two people who made fun of her for this. Most people agreed that it was fun and funny and it was endearing. And now we have another narrative emerging that conservatives are outraged because Malia Obama was drinking wine with her friends. They say conservatives are furious that she's being irresponsible. No, no, there are no conservatives who are saying that. In fact, they're defending her, saying her friends snitched and they shouldn't have. Why then is the mainstream media pushing a false narrative about conservatives? Because there's an element of the left, of the media that uncritically parrot whatever they hear without challenge. They just let this stuff fly. So for someone like me who reads the news all day, every day, I got to say, I'm seeing the insanity escalate. But how about we talk about the censorship? Where is the left defending the rights of free expression for those in our country and in the world? 
seemingly nowhere to be found. Now, again, it's not everybody. I'll say that for the millionth time, but it's enough. In this video from CNN, Oliver Darcy says that even though Alex Jones was breaking the rules, they weren't going to ban him. It wasn't until media companies like Darcy put pressure on social media companies that they finally take action against Alex Jones. Now, why would you do that? Certainly, they'll come for you next. The left needed to speak up about this, but many people did not. And this brings us to just the past few days. CNN runs this story. Russia is backing a viral video company aimed at American millennials. The reality? It's a news organization primarily staffing Americans who are on the left and critical of American imperialism. In the story, they say Facebook suspended the pages on Friday, saying it would reach out to the people running them to ask that they disclose where the pages are run from and their affiliation with their parent company in order to get them back on the platform. It is not against the rules to receive funding from a foreign government. Al Jazeera is funded by the Qatari government. Facebook did not ban them. But CNN reaches out to Facebook, waits a few days, and as soon as Facebook suspends them, they run the story. Shadowproof ran this story, how CNN led Facebook to censor pages of Russia-backed video company and manufacture news story. They note that CNN reached out to Facebook on February 13th, but it wasn't until Facebook banned them did the media organization publish their story, saying the media organization held their story until Facebook took action. CNN once again putting pressure to censor a news organization. Now, sure, these individuals who work for the company Mafic Media, who got their pages suspended, they do receive funding from Russia. And many people on the left are engaged in this kind of Russia-phobic conspiracy. I don't know how to describe it. But they're terrified of the idea of Russia, even when this company runs through several derivatives. Mavic Media receives funding from Ruptly, which receives funding from RT, which is funded by the government. How many lines do we have to get to? Now, for sure, you can be critical of state funding. I certainly am. I won't receive, I won't take funding from certain state sources. Absolutely. But as long as Al Jazeera or the BBC or NPR or other organizations don't disclose they receive government funding either, why are they allowed on the platform? The issue is CNN applied pressure these organizations. Normally, I wouldn't blame CNN for reporting on the issue, but they themselves have said they put pressure on organizations, which leads to bannings. And they held their story until the organization was banned. But let's talk about possibly the most terrifying instance, in my opinion. Joe Biggs, a conservative personality, tweeted out on the 16th, Chase Bank just closed my account. Now, we don't know why, but it seems like this might be part of a trend. We heard that Chase Bank shut down the account of a proud boy. Martina Marcota, another conservative personality, posted how Chase shut her bank account down as well. And then we have Laura Loomer, whose account, I believe, wasn't shut down, but was suspended from accessing her account, seemingly freezing her resources. Now, I'm not saying Chase is only targeting conservatives, but right now we don't really have evidence they're targeting anyone else. The point I'm trying to make with all this is we are increasingly seeing dangerous and insane rhetoric, stories, narratives, censorship, and where is the mainstream left? Presumably fractured, I guess. If I'm willing to speak out against this, and I'm criticized and called all the names in the book because of it, and the mainstream journalists and news organizations just support it, then I have to conclude the mainstream left is unwilling to criticize the insanity, and I have no problem doing so. Claire Lehman of Quillette said, The amount of emails I get from people who work in academia, media, arts, wanting to just Skype for moral support is astonishing. People all over the world feel isolated and alone because they can't walk in lockstep with progressive orthodoxy. It's for those people Quillette exists. And probably me too. 
It's for those people that I probably exist. Now it's true. Conservatives love hearing people rag on the left. And there are a lot of conservatives who watch my content. But most of the people who reach out to me are disaffected liberals, people who used to be on the left who are looking at the same things I am and saying, what the fuck is going on? And why won't anyone in the mainstream culture call this out? Glenn Greenwald is prominent and well-known, but he's not considered a mainstream personality. All we get from the Washington Post, from CNN, from the big, well-funded digital ventures is defense of the insanity, rarely ever criticism. So yes, I'm going to be critical of the left. I'm going to be critical of mainstream media because I have just shown you several examples where I can point to absolute insanity and someone needs to call that out. But you can let me know what you think in the comments below and we'll keep the conversation going. Follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New new videos every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I'll have more videos on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all next time.